every time I open a bag of chips, I always, every time, scarf down the whole bag in one sitting. Well, more accurately, I usually finish like three quarters of the bag and then realize and then feel really guilty and try to save the rest for later. How about you? Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely the same. I absolutely do the same thing with certain types of chips for sure. What do you mean by certain types of chips? Well, by design, there are lots of processed foods like potato chips that include ingredients that are really stimulants. Stimulants? Really? Yeah. There are ingredients that are added to foods that improve the flavor of the food that also stimulate the tongue and the brain, which is why I call them stimulants, okay? They literally drive us to eat, stimulate our appetite, and promote cravings too. So today, you'll learn why you can't stop eating certain processed and packaged foods, and I'll explain more about how ingredients are processed into stimulating substances. And I'll also reveal which substances most commonly cause overconsumption. And then we'll wrap up with some practical tips on how you can still eat these foods, enjoy yourself, and not destroy yourself. My name's Emerson Ling. And I'm AJ, and you're listening to Ovia Weight Loss and Wellness. Do you remember those 100 calorie snack packs? Like they were those small packs of like 10 teeny Oreos or like Wheat Thins or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. I would always buy those. I'd be in the pantry sneaking like four, five, seven bags of those things. I never understood why we couldn't have full-sized Oreos. (laughs) Okay, well, I thought that the pre-portioned bags would help me so I wouldn't eat the entire box or bag of the full-size cookies and crackers, okay? And I did the same thing as you. I would always eat several of those small bags. In fact, I think sometimes I finish the entire box. Well, maybe I was helping you more than you thought. I hope so. I mean, maybe you did. You know, and this is a great point because it's all part of what I call the processed food trap. Here's what I mean. If you ever looked at the nutrition facts on the back of the bag of chips, cookies, or crackers, the serving size is typically based on weight which is usually only about one ounce. So what is that, like seven chips? Yeah, maybe like seven to nine chips, okay? And for years, I could never understand why I had no problem stopping at one ounce of nuts, okay, like the almonds, pistachios, and cashews, all right? One ounce serving of those is basically, you know, a small handful, all right? And I could stop eating one ounce of nuts, but I could never stop with one ounce of chips, okay? I'd always eat way more. Never in my life have I ever stopped at one handful of chips. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Same here. And what's sad is that I always thought that there was something wrong with me, like I had a problem with self-control. Right. I mean, I've been on diets where I've tried portioning out the big bag of chips into small snack baggies in order to control my portions, but that's just like making my own tiny torture treats. (laughs) Okay, I think that's actually funny. (laughs) Tiny torture treats. The reason why it's easy to think of them as tiny torture treats is because other diets and weight loss programs will tell you to just portion it out. Okay, shut your mouth and stop eating. All right, they keep you dependent, relying on willpower and compliance. And the only way To solve a problem is to understand it, and then you have a solution that's sustainable. Like with Ovia, our goal is to provide you with a deeper understanding of what and why so that you don't have to comply. Ovia is a lifestyle change intended to last a lifetime. Exactly. And I'm here to tell you it's not you. There's nothing wrong with you. 
okay? You're not the reason why you can't stop eating the chips or the cookies, all right? You don't need more willpower. What you need is more information. And I want to make sure that you don't feel powerless or like you have to avoid certain foods like they're your kryptonite, okay? The truth is some of these processed foods can render us all helpless because they do control and drive our behavior. And by behavior, you mean they drive us to eat and keep eating, right? That's right. And more specifically, it's the stimulating substances in the foods that drive consumption and our need to eat, which is why I really want to share this message. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not weak. You're not necessarily binging because you have a problem per se, okay? It's a normal response to these stimulants and substances. And there are a lot of times when, you know, I'll start just eating one or I plan to eat a reasonable portion, but I can't stop once I start. When you say stimulant, do you mean like caffeine? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Caffeine is absolutely a stimulant and it's a perfect one to start off with. Okay. Because we all know that caffeine is a substance that stimulates the nervous system and promotes increased energy. Right. I know I need my coffee first thing in the morning. I can't function without it. Yes, I'm the same way, okay? I'm a mess without my morning caffeine, which is precisely the point, all right? Caffeine is a reliably addictive substance, and you know this if you've ever tried to quit caffeine or even cut back. Oh, yeah. I can't even make it through a single morning without it. I get a headache. Yeah, I'm the same way, all right? I've tried to dial back the amount of caffeine, and I can't even do that, let alone quit, right? I get the headaches, the mood swings, and they're all basically real withdrawal symptoms, all right? So this is all to say that caffeine is a widely known stimulant that's commonly paired with sugar. Why? To keep you coming back for more? (laughs) Yes, okay, right. And we both just described how we have a daily routine and habit of drinking caffeine. So now imagine when you pair it with a substance like sugar, the draw and the pull increases even more. Okay, so how does that work? Well, sugar is a stimulant that some would argue is even more powerful than caffeine because it triggers or activates both your brain and your tongue. So sugar and caffeine combined takes the already addictive property of the caffeine and amplifies it to being more like a party in your brain. Yeah, I would say that's right, okay? And when it's combined with caffeine, the pleasure it delivers is even more amplified, all right? So think of it this way. Caffeine is like your standard commuter car, all right? It's reliable, it's necessary, and it's not too flashy, but it gets the job done, all right? That's the caffeine addiction. Your brain knows that caffeine is something that's good, reliable, and necessary, and it's part of your daily routine, okay? Now, when you add sugar to your coffee, let's say, sugar in your coffee sends the feel-good pleasure feeling in such an amplified way that it actually distorts your brain's perception and it makes your little commuter car feel like a flashy red sports car convertible, all right? Like basically your dream car. Yeah, exactly. And dopamine or the pleasure sensors are activated, which means that your brain feels good when you eat something sweet. And remember in the episode that we did uh, recently on hunger versus cravings, it was episode seven, okay? And we talked about this point exactly, all right? We said that sugar is the substance that the brain remembers to reliably deliver pleasure, which is why your brain wants to repeat that good feeling, and it basically wants more. And that's why it sends the signal. 
Which is a craving for me to eat more. Yes, exactly. Okay, that makes sense. But I guess I don't understand how sugar continues to drive us to eat. It doesn't have the same grip that caffeine does with the withdrawal symptoms. At least I don't think I've ever felt sugar withdrawal. Okay, well, let me ask you, have you ever had a craving for something sweet? Yeah, absolutely. For what? Well, you know I have a sweet spot for ice cream. Oh, that's right. Okay, you've used the ice cream example before. All right, and that's a good one because ice cream is loaded with sugar. And what we don't stop to consider is that cravings are absolutely a withdrawal symptom. Maybe, but I don't feel any other physical symptoms. Okay, well, not so fast, all right? The physical withdrawal symptoms from sugar can present differently in all of us. Maybe you'll feel tired, lethargic, or even experience a change in mood, you know, just like caffeine withdrawal. Or maybe you'll feel things like the mood swings. Maybe you'll feel sad. Sometimes your sleep might even be impacted and it can be more difficult to fall asleep at night or even to stay asleep. And that's because your body and your brain are conditioned to these substances for stimulation. Okay, so this makes sense. That's why people get so serious about their sweet coffee or tea. I hear people say all the time that there's no way they're going to give up their vanilla latte or their lunchtime soda. That's right, okay? And that's by design. The more these stimulating substances work in combination together, okay, the more powerful they are at becoming part of your daily habit and routine. And one of the big reasons why most Americans can't stop eating is because they can't stop drinking sugar and caffeine, okay? So let me ask you, have you ever been to a fast food restaurant and noticed that they offer drink specials, you know, on the soda and fountain drinks? Yeah, I've seen like the dollar drinks any size. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. And there's a reason why you're going to see these drink specials, okay? In 2014, scientists published journals that revealed that when we drink sugary beverages like the soda, tea, lemonade, fruit juice, okay, what happens is our appetite and our drive to eat will actually increase. Oh, wow. How does that work? Well, when you drink sugar, your blood sugar spikes at a tsunami level, okay? And what follows the rush and the surge is a crash. And that happens about one to two hours later. And you probably remember, you know, we talked about all this in more detail on the episode that we did about drinking and sugar, okay? Your body basically wants to rally and rebound, okay? So now your brain will signal hunger, appetite, and cravings. Why? Because it wants to recover and it thinks that it needs more energy, which is exactly why it wants more food and not just any kind of food. Wait, let me guess. It wants sugar. Yes, more sugar, sugar, (laughs) sugary food and fast acting carbs, okay? Because these types of foods are what the brain knows will reliably deliver quick energy. So when you say fast acting carbs, you're talking about processed food and fast food too, right? Exactly. Okay, and this brings us to another reason why you can't stop eating. Refeed hunger, okay? Refeed hunger is the kind of hunger you feel when your body thinks it needs to repeat feeding. And that's what we're talking about here, okay? The refeed hunger is the body's response to drinking sugar. And it can also happen after eating a lot of sugar or starchy carbs too. So is this why every time I have fast food for lunch, I'm always hungry and tired like an hour later? Yep. But I don't drink soda or sweet tea. You convinced me to quit that a while ago. I always just have water with my meal. So why am I still burning out? 
Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because a high-carb meal, you know, and let's remember the meal you mentioned is fast food, okay, which means that it's basically a high-carb meal, all right? And if you're eating something like French fries, let's say, those are fast-acting starchy carbs that will reliably spike your blood sugar, okay? And if you pair that with a burger, the hamburger bun is also a fast-acting starchy carb, all right? So your blood sugar will absolutely spike and surge and will likely result in refeed hunger too, okay? And all this is to say that fast-acting starchy carbs are another reason why you can't stop eating. Or why we all keep overeating. Right. <laughs> okay, so let's stay on this topic and keep diving in for more, all right? So far. Based on what we've talked about, I think it's pretty clear that the substances you want to look out for are sugar and caffeine. And the processed food that you want to look out for are the fast foods and the foods that are high in fast-acting starchy carbs. Which is all basically sugar too. Right, because starchy carbs are just longer chains of sugar molecules strung together, okay? And remember the episode we did on healthy imposters? I really was pushing hard to emphasize that flour is a substance too. And that's because when the ingredient is processed or changed, it also changes how your body metabolizes it too. Yes, we talked all about that when you mentioned bread and pasta. Right, and both are fast-acting starchy carbs, which can also drive your appetite. And the point I want to make here is, you know, that's exactly why most restaurants will give you a complimentary bread basket or tortilla chips before your meal. Because they drive you to want to eat more. Right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So we can add the bread, the chips, and the starchy carbs to the inventory of why you can't stop eating. And let's be clear, I'm not blaming anyone. You know, the restaurants, they are there to sell food. And the food manufacturers are also in business to sell you food too, okay? It's their job to get you to buy more, eat more, want more, and keep coming back for more. So that's the shift in awareness that I want you to get here, okay? Food is what they are selling. And if you're going to think like a salesperson selling food, if you're selling food that people don't necessarily need, okay, if that's the case, then you need it to taste good. So, you know, that they want to eat it even though they don't need it. Like junk food. Yes, junk food, okay? And it's junk food because it doesn't provide any real nutritional value. But junk food does taste good. And that's the point, okay? Taste is an important selling feature for sure. And guess what? There's an additive that's commonly included in food to do just that, improve taste. And I'm not just talking about sugar. I'm talking about monosodium glutamate. Oh, you mean MSG. Yes, MSG was first made popular as an additive to Chinese food because it was known to help enhance flavor. Then, you know, more recently, it became widely popular for its ability to stimulate appetite, which is why food manufacturers and fast foods started to include monosodium glutamate as an additive to basically keep us eating. Okay, so now you're going to find MSG included in everything from potato chips, crackers, soups, canned foods, snack foods, and fast foods, all right? And I think you'll be surprised to see just how often it's included. I, you know, I know I was. And by the way, if you don't see monosodium glutamate, what you will see is sugar of some sort, okay, included in those foods that I just mentioned. And what's worse is that you'll find them together. And that's because they're even more effective and powerful as a team. Okay, I think I get this now. 
monosodium glutamate and sugar are a great combo that makes snack food, junk food, and fast food more addictive. Like the combo of sugar and caffeine makes the drinks more addictive too. Yes. Okay, this is all making sense. I get it. Good. Okay, that's why, you know, I created an entire series in my video library called Why You Can't Stop Eating. Okay, because it's not just about the substances that we've been talking about. There are other contributing factors too, like the packaging, the marketing, and even more. You know, they're all designed to keep us eating. And by that, I mean overeating. A lot of what we're talking about today is expanded on in our previous episodes. So if you haven't already, be sure to go back and listen to our prior episodes. And if you're a visual learner, like me, we also have a free mini course available on our website called How Weight Loss Works, where Emerson not only gives you videos explaining the seven key mechanisms that impact your metabolism, there are also a few bonus videos in there as well. Yes, I want to help educate people because it's important to know how to manage and maintain a healthy body so that you can feel good and live your best life too. Yes, if you'd like to check out our website and get more information on our free mini course or any of Emerson's favorite recipes, go to oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com. Thanks, AJ. So let's jump back in. Yes, and let's leave our listeners with some quick tips to help them understand how to find these substances and how to still enjoy some of these foods too. Okay, so let's start off with drinking sugar. All right, we mentioned the coffee creamer that's sweetened, and I think it's something that's really popular. I mean, I know I used to drink it. So what would you suggest? Okay, every flavored creamer that I've ever seen includes some form of sugar, which is why I'd say, you know, if you can make the switch and eliminate the flavored creamer, that's great, okay? Because it's going to go a long way towards taming your appetite and hunger throughout the rest of the day too. And instead of a flavored creamer, okay, try using plain whole milk or my favorite, which is full fat heavy natural whipping cream, all right? And you want to look at the list of ingredients because you want to make sure there are no added gums or sugars, all right? It should just say heavy cream, okay? That's it. That's ideally what you want. And, you know, if you want to, you know, add some sugar or some sweetener, just do that separately, all right? Because then if you want to, you know, slowly progress, you can start to dial back the amount of added sugar or sweetener that you're adding to your coffee or your tea, Okay. Now, alternatively, if you do decide that you want to take the leap and eliminate sugar from your drinks, the best way is to eliminate all sweet taste entirely for two weeks. Why eliminate all sweet taste? You mean I can't just shift to an artificial sweetener or a natural sweetener like stevia or honey? Okay. Well, not exactly. You know, let's start with the sugar substitute. Okay. From a health perspective, those artificial sweeteners will help prevent the blood sugar spikes but they won't help with the cravings. Why? Well, because your brain is gonna continue to ask for more sweets, and that's because the tongue and the brain don't know the difference between artificial or natural sugars, all right? It's a stimulation that's all registered the same, all right? Sweet is sweet, which means that as long as you keep the sweet taste alive, you're gonna keep the sweet drive alive too, which means that your craving for sweets will continue. Okay, that makes sense. So that's why you say I have to go cold turkey and eliminate all sweet taste. Yes, and it's also because it takes 10 to 14 days for your taste buds to regenerate on your tongue, okay? You see, we all generate new taste buds, which is great because once you get those new taste buds, your sweet receptor proteins will be more sensitive. Because they're new. 
Yes, and because they're new and they haven't been inundated or overloaded with the constant sweet taste, your sweet taste tolerance will go down and lower too. And guess what? All the other foods you eat are going to taste a lot better. Okay, but are you saying I need to permanently give up sugar and sweet taste? No, absolutely not. What I am saying is that if you want to control your drive for food, meaning, you know, your appetite, hunger, and cravings, do the taste bud reset I just talked about, okay? That means giving up all sweet tasting sugars and sugar substitutes for at least two weeks, artificial or natural, it doesn't matter, all right? You need to give it all up to give your taste buds time to reset, regenerate, and renew. And then... If you want to reasonably reintroduce sugar, you know, do it for dessert, let's say, okay, on occasion, not breakfast, you know, you don't want to have it all the time throughout the day in drinks either, okay, you decide when you want to add in that sweet taste, because at the very least, you know, you'll find you can use a lot less of those sugars and sweeteners, and it's not going to take as much, okay, which means that you won't be using as much. So then you're going to find your cravings and your drive for food, you know, the hunger and the appetite, those are naturally going to dial back too. Well, quitting it entirely, even for just two weeks, seems like a little too extreme for me. So if I'm not willing to deprive myself in that way all at once, what would you recommend? Okay, well, try to just stop drinking sugar, okay? We talked about eliminating sugars and sweet tastes from drinks like your coffee, okay? That's going to help your body to stop signaling that refeed hunger, all right? So your appetite and drive for food should start to naturally dial down, okay? But the next progression would be to remove other types of added sugar from your diet, all right? So you want to look at snacks, chips, sauces, all right? And look for excessive amounts of added sugar and start to replace them with varieties that don't have as much added sugar. Um, you know, and I'm talking about things like the ketchup, the mayo, salad dressing. It's those small little things that you don't necessarily pay attention to where all the added sugar is smuggled in. And that's why you call it hidden sugars, right? Yeah, exactly. And finally, you know, I'd say that sugar is something that we all want to enjoy, all right? The key is you want to enjoy it in moderation. You know, and I like to think of it like alcohol. You know, too much is really, really bad for the body. Because, you know, if you drink too much alcohol, you know, we all know the body's going to reliably react and get really sick. Well, the same thing goes with sugar. The body gets sick. Okay, only we don't necessarily feel sick or see all those detrimental health effects, which is why added sugar is something we all really need to limit. Yes, and if you want more information on those total daily added sugar limits, Emerson provides those targets for our members, along with the total nutrient targets for things like fiber, protein, and fat, and even water. All of it is available for our members. Yes, and the reason why these sugar limits matter is because the human body wasn't made to constantly digest and metabolize sugar. Okay, natural whole fruit, you know, that kind of sugar, yes. But the other forms of modernized sugar, no, okay? And once you hit that daily added sugar limit and you start to go over it, not only are you increasing your body's likelihood for storing all the excess overload as excess energy or fat, you're also increasing your tolerance, which means your body will continue to want more and signal for more. So this means that too much added sugar each day is yet another reason why you, you can't, can't stop, stop eating. eating. Okay, so let's stick with the topic of sugar, and I want to give you a few more quick tips. 
You want to make sure that you read the nutrition facts on the back of every label and look for added sugar, okay? Because it's literally smuggled into almost everything. You know, even something like flavored yogurt, all right? It might be a popular brand and, you know, it might look like it's a natural flavor, but the reality is most of those small single serving size flavored yogurts, they all contain as much as 17 grams of added sugar, which is more like a dessert. Yeah, once you told me that, I switched to plain Greek yogurt and started to add my own flavor with some fresh berries and some nuts or even some nut butter to make it a complete meal. And I'd say that was a big tip that we dropped in a previous episode. Add your own flavor. Yes, add your own flavor. And that applies here as well because sugar and monosodium glutamate are most often smuggled into, you know, not only the packaged, boxed, and bagged foods, okay? They're most commonly found in flavored foods too. Yes, and that's why I learned to look for plain potato chips that include just three ingredients like potato, oil, and salt. Yes. Okay, great. And remember, you know, how we started today's episode talking about potato chips that you can't stop eating? And I said there are certain chips that I can't stop eating? Yeah. Well, the chips with the added flavor are the chips that I can't stop eating. And that's because the powder or the dust, you know, that coats the chips, that's not just the added flavor. That's also how they add the sugar and the monosodium glutamate. And here's another tip. Read the list of ingredients, okay? Because you need to know what you're eating. Because sugar is using more than 75 or more different aliases, all right? Which is exactly how it's smuggling its way into so much of what we eat and drink, all right? So look at the list of ingredients because there is where you're going to see it, all right? Sometimes there's not enough volume or quantity of the sugar to register on the nutrition facts as added sugar, all right? And that's why you need to look at the list of ingredients. Yeah, so that's why for me, if I want to add flavor to my chips, I'm using salsa as a dip or sour cream or any other sugar-free dip or spread instead of buying the chips pre-flavored. Perfect. Yep, that's me too. One final tip I want to give is about fast food. It's best to know before you go. You mean look at the menu online? Yes, every large chain fast food restaurant provides a menu online that you can pull up and preview before you go, okay? Because you want to avoid the products with MSG or monosodium glutamate because they're going to drive you to not only continue to eat while you're there, all right? The MSG effect can potentially last beyond that one meal, which is why, you know, if I'm going to eat fast food, I want to avoid the MSG, and that's why I look to get my burger, fries, and fast food where I know they're using, you know, fewer ingredients. Yes, simple, and like you say, less is best. Yes, (laughs) okay, well, I think we covered it. I have a lot more for our members on our website, but for now, I hope you know that the reason why you can't stop eating doesn't have as much to do with you as it does the food itself, and more specifically, the stimulating ingredients found inside the food. Awesome. If you'd like more information and don't want to wait until next season, good news, you don't have to. Our membership program is available at any time. And as a member, Emerson is your weight loss and wellness coach, providing weekly members' lives as well as an active support group page. We also have an extensive video library that she's recorded that dives so much deeper into all the topics we discussed today. Check it out on our website at oviawellness.com. That's O V V I A wellness.com. There you can find more information on our program, get our free mini course, and join at any time. 
And remember, you can also find tips, tricks, motivation, and recipes by following us on social media at Ovia Wellness. That's O-V-V-I-A Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. I hope I helped you understand more about why you can't stop eating because it's my job to help you change what you know so you can change what you do and change your body too. My name's Emerson Lane. And I'm AJ. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow us or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And be sure to leave us a written review. It's a great way to support our program and it helps other people find us too. Thanks so much for listening.